just grab them in the brisket. Alright, hey guys, this is Grabbing the Brisket Podcast. So this is all about barbecue and beer, hanging out, friends, community. We talk anything and everything related to barbecue and not related to barbecue, if that makes sense. You're going to get everything. So let's just jump right into it. I mean, how's everybody's day been? It's been a pretty stellar day. I'm not going to lie to you. I, yeah. Yeah, it's just. Hey, I spent one day at work. Bought myself a lottery ticket today, son. That's what I'm feeling. I'm like, you know what? I can't be doing this. I got to get me a lottery ticket. What'd you buy? Powerball. Yeah? Yep. What's it up to right now? $175 million. That's enough for all three of us. Exactly. We'll include John, too. All four it's of us. It's enough. We'll go podcast on an island somewhere. Mm-hmm. And just listen to ourselves. <laughs> and even, not even care who's not, listening. <laughs> not even put it out there. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to hear the rejection. I don't want the feedback anymore. <laughs> Spank them all. I came across the article um, earlier today, and I was like, I got to bring this up to the guys on the podcast. So th- this guy, by the name of Hussein, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because it's just I'm going to butcher it. But he was fired over the holidays for receiving a bottle of barbecue sauce. It worked. It worked, and I kind of uh, set that up wrong. Yes. Let me go ahead and just. Put it out there, dude. The, the whole story. Get your perspective, right or wrong. I mean, we're not judging a company. We're not judging um, what Hussein did was right or wrong. But there may be a few lessons in here to be learned from all of us, of course. So th- this guy works for Fastenal. Now this company is is pretty large in the United States. Yeah, we do business with them, and uh, they're they're pretty big in Canada as well. So he he's a a general manager at one of their I guess distribution place in Canada. So for last six years, both the, the American side and Canada side uh, received holiday gift baskets for Christmas, a token of appreciation from the company. Thank you for your work, your service, all that good stuff. Everything is great. Everything is hunky dory until this past Christmas where the Americans received their gift of cookies and candy and jerky. And the Canadians received a bottle of get sauced hickory barbecue sauce. <laughs> just one bottle? Just, or... just one bottle. Oh, you deserve to be fired then. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. How'd it go over? Yeah, he's the one that sent the bottle. No, no, no. Okay. The whole company received it. Yeah. Everybody got this bottle of barbecue sauce. This gentleman was upset. He's like, uh, just a barbecue, but just a bottle, bottle of barbecue sauce? What are we doing here, guys? The Americans are getting all these good like treats and jerkies and stuff like that. Anyways, he gets upset. How big was this bottle of barbecue sauce? About 16 ounces. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking like... Thirty no. foot tall or something. Yeah, like a human, at that point I can see human yeah. sized bottled barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm swimming in barbecue sauce. I mean, I'm so rich. Um, so he gets upset. He goes to Twitter. He goes to social media. Yeah, you lost me there. And he calls out the CEO. You got fired, son. And it was a mere probably two or three days before he got that that call. Like. Hey, Hussein, hey, can, can you come to my office, please? Yeah. I need to talk to you for a second. Bring your playbook. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> bring bring your, your playbooks. It's, uh, you know, let me tell you the line is, a, um, Hussein, have a seat. We need to talk. Listen, we're, we're just not going to, we're going to go ahead and move on here today without you. Uh, it was nice to meet you. Hope things work out for you. Yeah, you, you violated company policy by expressing those particular um, thoughts and stuff like that about the company and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, exactly it, exactly what happened. And, and he's pretty PO'd over it. People are, uh, uh, you know, of course, all everybody's writing about it. And everybody's like, you know, taking his side and taking the um, the side of the, the company as well. But, I mean, I mean, this is corporate America. So, I mean, you can't, you can't go out there no. and on social media and you can't blast people like that. And, and it's kind of a lesson to uh, anybody out there that's listening right now. It's like, Hey, um, social media is King pretty much. Yeah. You have the right to freedom of speech in you, America. Definitely. I don't know about Canada, but I'm, I know for sure in, in America you do. Uh, but you also have the right to be fired. So yeah, I mean, I don't mean it don't come with repercussions. That's right. Just think, I mean like how I many, how many corporate Christmas parties have people been canned the next day on? Right. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can say whatever you want to say. What? All I said was my boss was an asshole. That's it. Well, that's he signed all. your checks, bro. Yeah, that's all it takes. You can say it. Yeah. yeah. You, you jump up with a copier and you start making copies of your butt. Yeah, you go. Next thing you know, Probably uh, the, not going to go over very well. Yeah, no, no not going to do it. And this company, uh, Get Sauce, I think they're based out of Canada. Uh, they jumped into the mix and they're like, whoa, 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 wait, guys. We, we didn't have anything to do with this, so... I mean, but we do have some fantastic sauces right? in the rub, yeah. so if you yeah. guys want to... I mean, so they totally capitalized on this. Oh, for uh, sure. They got some publicity and marketing, and yeah, correct, for sure. Correct. So um, get sauced if you're you're out there listening. Send us some stuff. Let us try it out. We'll, we'll definitely love to give it a review. And, and let us know, furthermore, if you hired Hussein as one of your spokespeople. Or no, no, because no, so. Hussein didn't like it. He said he didn't want the sauce. Well, that don't mean he didn't buy a lot of it. You know, it does mean he didn't buy a lot of it. It means that he wanted cookies and candy and, and cheese and and jerkies. What do you think that maybe Hussein used that sauce? What, what do you think he cooked? What do you think he used that sauce on? I think he used it on everything. Do you, do, you, do you even think that he used it? No, he, he probably left it on his desk. <laughs> it's like, I'm not... Still sitting there. Still, it's like growing cobwebs and shit. I mean, yeah, just... He's dumb. Rolling out of the parking lot, just chunking it up in the air. Yeah. Like deuces. I'm driving over it. Peace out, bro. I feel like it's office space where they go out and just kick it and, and throw it down like they did the copier. Oh, yeah. yeah. He drives out to a field. He yeah. just chunks that bottle of sauce on the ground. Just starts going to town. Just start punching it. Just like sauce going everywhere. Dude. Looks like blood. Yeah. Oh, that would be solid. He shows up at home. Honey's like, wife's like, hey, honey, how was your day? And he's just covered in like sauce. And he tackles her. <laughs> <laughs> And we went too far. You got soused. <laughs> Runs away. Yeah, who knows? You can't, crazy old saying. You can't. Hey, first of all, there's something clearly wrong with you. If you work for a, fast is a huge company, okay? Uh, if you work for a huge company like that, and you think going to Twitter and and naming names is okay, then you're living in a fantasy world. You don't know the Twitter at that point, hey, I guess. You know that's what Canadians do. That crap. I don't know about Americans. No, I take it back. Canadians don't do that. He's crazy. He did that. Well, he thought he was savvy. He yeah. thought he was smart. He thought he could beat the system. Change his and name. And this is just a lesson to you folks out there. He went under an anonymous Twitter handle. Oh yeah. Always comes back, man. Always comes back. He pulled a Kevin Durant. 
traced it back to his mm-hmm. like IP address, blah blah blah. I'm, I'm sure that's how they did it. But I, I'm oh, no, I was hacked. This is this is fake. Oh yeah, right, yeah. it's All fake right. news. You're always hacked when you get caught. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not to go on to an, another subject, but closely related. I was listening to the the radio on way to work, um, and I, I don't remember which Morton show it was, but they, they go on there and they had they had this this question that was proposed that apparently this girl. Had gotten a little little po'd. She got a little mad that her her boyfriend um, dumped her, or they broke up, whatever whatever the split was. So she went out there on social media, Instagram, Twitter, blah blah blah. So she started throwing his name down in the mud. Mm. She started making up mm-hmm. stuff. He's got STDs. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Mm-hmm. He's he's doing all this stuff, and, mm-hmm. and he's a cheater. Blah blah blah. Well, he takes her to court. Judge Judy? I don't think so. But the judge steps in, makes his analysis, makes his ruling, rules in his favor for the amount of $200,000. What? Defamation, man. Defamation. Oh, for sure. Lawsuit. And he won. Yeah. Even still, it's hard to clear a name, even after all that nonsense. Yeah, that two hundred grand ain't enough. And and they were asking, like, you know, is the judge being too hard, or was was the girl just being a little, you know? Now you imagine you do that to a to a multi million dollar athlete. Imagine how much that's going to cost you. Two hundred thousand dollars in normal relationship, she don't have the money. I'll tell you that. No, but they'll get it unless unless she does have money. I mean, I'm sure. The judge is not going to probably throw out a, a, a amount of that that statute and not know who he's talking to or dealing with. My imagine two hundred thousand dollars is probably something that he has probably considered doing to, to do to her wealth. I don't think well, so. I, I, I don't wrong. think you can do that. Well, you're worth a lot of money, so we're going to get a lot of money. We're going to see. Judge can't do that. No, one million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I can't. You're just. But she's like, well, I got. 200 in the bank yeah i'll take it <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, mandy be able to tell you because yeah. i've asked her this question before like you know when they take somebody to court like that like well i'm gonna see you for everything well i ain't got shit but they're like well they can find shit some but i forget what she tells me so don't you know i don't want to quote anything or say anything you know because i really don't know but yeah you know for like that's that sum of money what? i'm sure they could find it somewhere yeah. we, had, well, we had grabbing the brisket uh, do not offer any legal advice yeah. whatsoever. Not Please at all. do not. Well, you don't have any money, so yeah, we're more broke too. Uh, I saw yes, um, I saw this yesterday, so it's funny you brought that up. I saw this yesterday. It's just it's a horrible case. This dude's you know he's he's basically been in videotape. He's in court. It's a live court case, but not like a Judge Judy thing or whatever. It's like he's they're not actual. They're real. They're real uh, judges, I guess you could say. I know Judge Judy's a real judge, but. Yeah, whatever. She's TV judge. But anyways, um, this is a high-profile case um, that's being videotaped. And, and uh, the guy was accused of, like, child abuse and maybe he killed a kid or whatever, right? Hmm. And he's got tattoos all over his face, which doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't have, t- if you have tattoos, you do don't. I mean, I have got a tattoo, right? Not a big deal. Tattoos, no tattoos. I'm not saying that's the reason why he's guilty. He, he was pleading his case at the very end. He's like, look, I did not do this. Um I, I would never do this. Anybody that knows me knows I wouldn't do this. I did not do this, right? And the judge is like, so, okay, just, just, just be fair. You didn't do this. Okay. Or you say you didn't do this. That If I if I say anything different, I'm just arguing with you. The case has already been thrown in front of us right now. So we, we already have all the evidence. He's like, but 
if you didn't do this, what would you think the person that did do this, what should they get? Mm. He was like, they should be under the jail. They shouldn't be going to jail. They should be under the jail, right? So the guy's like, okay, so you're saying like the maximum sentence. He's like, yep, maximum sentence. He goes, okay, sir, I find you to maximum sentence, life in prison. The dude just sentenced himself. Sentenced himself to prison. The guy was like, boom. He's just blank stare. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I just got God. God. I mean, what if he said like, uh, five years. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, five years, uh, two years of uh, possibility of parole. I would just say right. uh, probation. Well, he got he got life with no, uh, he got like 100, 150 years or something. I mean, dude's never getting out of jail. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to get out of jail. He's found guilty. I mean, unless he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do that. I'm just saying, obviously, the evidence pointed that way. If he didn't do that, I'm sure he can appeal it, and hopefully that works out for him. But I just thought it was ironic that he actually sentenced himself. So there you go. Yeah. And that goes back to the, the pro tip that we offered a few weeks back. When in doubt, if anything looks like that you might land in jail, just don't do it. Just don't do it, man. Just turn away. Run. Yeah. Peace out. Hey, it's like a, not to name drop or whatever. You know, I, I listen to other podcasts or whatever. And, and a shout out to the uh, My Favorite Murder podcast. Super awesome podcast if you guys are into the true crime type deal. But they got a little saying that says pretty much screw politeness you know hmm. hey well you guys out there i mean it, just and I, and I don't want to go off on a tangent or real and i feel like i'm probably fixing to go off onto a tangent or whatever but hey screw politeness i mean if you find yourself into a situation to where you're like that's a little sketchy i don't know but i don't want to hurt nobody's feelings hey screw it man yeah listen to your gut man if you know something's not right then hey, yeah no that's back, true bounce out of there yeah that's true memory lane you know i was on the way back from from b-dubs tonight with my son and uh, we're driving through town and we've been here we moved to town when i was probably 13 years old or so you know so uh or maybe i was 12 i don't know james and our twins so but it, it, the whole town's changed right so i'm driving through town i was telling us like man that used to be this and that used to be this you know and my son's 23 years so uh old now so he he kind of kind of seen it's kind of a change in Pearland already right but we're driving through town, and I looked over. I was like, man, that's – actually, that – it's a bell bonds in place, right, or whatever, a loan place. And I was like, that used to be a little convenience store. I uh, said, so when I was a junior in high school, I walked in to buy some gum, and the guy was like, hey, man, we're selling – we got a sell on beer. And I go – I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we're having a sell on beer. And I go, oh, Okay. And I put the gum down, and I walk to the the door. And I'm looking over my shoulder. I I know I'm immediately sweating. Like, what the heck? Why are you doing this, Jan? You're like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I came yeah. here to buy beer. You know, I got double mint in my, double mint in my hand. But <laughs> obviously, I was going to ask you, was there a sell on beer? Where's the beer? So, I, I I I bought some Bud Light, and I I come around the corner, little 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 aisle there, and I got this six pack of Bud Light cans in my hand, right? And I'm like, I didn't even buy cans. I bought bottles, right? Like stupid. So I put it up there and then the guy was like, he looks at me and he's like, how are you doing today? And I was like, I'm doing well. You know, I was looking at him. I'm just like driving now. You know what I mean? I've been driving for like maybe eight months or something. And and the guy's like, okay, uh, you want um, you want paper? And I remember looking at the guy and, and going to my, like, if I say paper, it's like saying, 
I want to hide this beer and I don't want you to see it. Right. It's going to trigger this guy to know that I'm, I'm underage. No. I go, first of all, I looked like I was eight years old. Right? I couldn't even shave. And I go, no, nah, no, thank you. You put it in plastic. He goes, okay. And so he puts it in plastic. And I remember looking out the window and there's like four cars pulling in. Right. Maybe it's exactly, maybe it was three cars pulling in. And I look at the guys like, can you put that in paper too? <laughs> he, he drops it in a paper bag. I roll the top. I pay the money, right? I walk out. So the very next day, I'm like, I'm going to go buy more beer. Like, I'm going to be the coolest motherfucker in school, right? So I go the next day, and I go in, and uh, I, you know, you're so quick. First of all, I was so nervous. I can't remember the guy I even looked like, right? So I go up to the, go up the counter, and I, I got my, I got some gum, and um, I'm like thinking like, hey, tell me there's a sell on beer, and that'd be great if you could. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, and then so I bought the gum and walked out, and I, I was like, I couldn't tell if it was the same guy or not, you know. So I went back a couple of times, and then once I figured out who that guy was, I would just walk in at that point, and then I got to the point I was like, hey, Mike, how's it going? I go straight to the back, boom, buy my sixer, blow on the counter. I, I was like almost bringing exact change at that time. I, I knew the tax. I knew everything, right? Price of beer goes up. No problem. I'm already equating this in my head. Here's your, here's your six bucks, buddy, or whatever it is. Five, five twenty-five back then. Keep the change. Yep. It's like, it's a gas station, man. <laughs> right. Whatever. Not a bar. So what if, what if somebody's at the counter and Mike's back there cleaning the bathroom or something? You got to wait for him to come back to the counter, right? At no, that point. I got to a certain point where I didn't care who it was. I've been in there so many times. I'd they all know some, who you are. I already bought so much beer. I was just like, Hey, so, so, so this is how big my head gets. Right. I feel like at this point, like I'd shaved the day before where I had like one or two hairs on my chin where I was like, Done. Done shaving for the week now. Boom. I was so big that we were having a party, and I uh, I drove to the liquor store on like on the cusp of Pearland. Basically, it was Houston. And uh, I went into this liquor store, ordered two kegs of beer, laid down deposits, told the guy to get ice, make sure I get my ice. Like, I was so, like, so weird about it. I was like, can you just make sure I get my ice? The guy's just like, yeah, man, I don't know why you keep bringing up the ice thing. And it, it was a madhouse in there, right? And I remember as I was wheeling these little bad boys out, I look over, I'm like, there's 18 kids in here. Like, they're all underage. This thing's <laughs> going to get busted so quick. I was like, holy shit. So we got our kegs. Uh, we had a party. And uh, I, I told the, I took, took one keg back. And I was like, 50 bucks a, a deposit. I was like, and a tap. I was like, I'm keeping this keg. That way I'll have one. Right. So the dude calls the house, right? Stupid. Stupid idiot, Jan. He calls the house, leaves a message. Hey, just let you know, I got your one keg back and tap, so we're refunding the uh, credit for the for the beer, but um, still missing one keg, one tap. So if you don't pay, we're going to keep the 50 bucks. And my mom's like, hey, do you have a party? I'm like, <laughs> what? That's supposed to be the wrong, wrong person. I don't know where yeah. that came from. Things days and confused where it's exactly what it was like. Days <laughs> and confused where the guy shows up with, well, I uh, got these two kegs here, yeah. unloading them. Is like, uh, uh, where do you uh, want to put them? Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I, yeah. I think you got the wrong house. Yeah. Hey, you had the wrong house, dude. Right, yeah, right. Well, yep, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Well, that's how it was, but it was on a freaking answer machine where <laughs> I was like, you didn't get to it soon enough. Like you, you, she, you said Jan. I was like, no, I didn't say that. I don't think he's like. 
I'll replay it. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay, like mom. Dan. I, that sounds like Dan. It's Dan. It's Dan Schmore. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. I'll call him. That guy's going to lose his deposit. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Paraland, I think we need to give those guys some credit, man. Some love. They're up in the Rose Parade thing, you know. Dude, Paraland Band. band dude. Yeah, for yeah. the uh, Rose Bowl. Not Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Macy Day. Right? Yeah. Macy the Rose Day. Parade. Ro- Rose, Bowl the Rose Bowl Parade. Rose Bowl Parade. Rose Bowl Parade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. A, that's a huge accomplishment for sure. those, those folks. Uh, Dude, so that, they rocked that's out. That's super sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's pretty solid, man. I heard they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so. you had, uh, you had uh, I guess, Par- not Paraland, but you had Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek. Won the uh, state championship. Won state champion. I don't know what division that is. I mean, I don't know if they're six. I don't know if they're six A or five A, but whatever. They're a big, big school, obviously. But yeah. I think they're six A. I don't know if what if they're one, division one, or division two. I, I, I don't know. It's changed so much since I've been in school. So yeah, yeah. they're big. So it's probably yeah, eight or nine hundred freaking kids graduating every year out of that place. Probably, probably more than that. yeah. Maybe six A. Yeah, kudos all those. Yeah, great job, guys, gals. But let's move on to the uh, the I guess the main topic, the main event, the topic azure. Ooh, azure. I don't even know if I said right, that that's correct. Like, that's not even. As you were, as my friend. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it sounded good. Rolling off the tongue. I mean, Shoot the door. Shoot the window. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Kind of a topic that has been mentioned several times as the, the last couple of episodes have been rolling on. And this is this is kind of a theme that's been happening throughout this whole podcast and we are in texas this is a texas barbecue podcast we talk beer we talk barbecue we talk social events we we don't get into religion Mm -mm. don't get into politics not gonna do it not gonna do it wouldn't be present we won't exactly so i mean (laughs) nobody wants to hear our our takes anyways and so hey we're just gonna let that go by the wayside and then we are going to bring you the fun, interesting facts that you guys have grown to love, really. Exactly. I mean, I, I guess what people I would assume. Like, it's almost like, did you know? Did you know? Exactly. But before I get there, Alden, why don't you hit him up with the business? Oh, Jesus. The weasiness. I forgot all about the business. How do we figure out the business? You like that? I wait until the middle to right? get you that. Yeah. Well, they already know. I mean, Twitter is. At Grab the Brisket, Facebook, Instagram, both one and the same. At Grab them and the Brisket. And guys, email us your thoughts, your responses, your likes, dislikes, anything. Email us right there. Grab the Brisket at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear pretty responses. Thanks I love so. it. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, we, we love to have the barbecue wins, the barbecue fails. The, the trials, the tribulations, the, the questions, the how-tos, whatnots. We want to hear it all. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, I like barbecue fails. I love barbecue wins. <laughs> I like how somebody's crunching, right? And they're just like, they're not going to get it done, not going to get it done. Uh, they're, they're trying to, you know, say, well, it rained, it, it, it blew in a freaking storm or whatever it was. I'm feeding, you know, 40 of my friends and family. And I, I, I smoker, I fought it all day long. I finally pulled the meat off. I thought it was going to be horrible, and it was the best I ever cooked. You know what I mean? That's nice. Those are the ones that you're like, dude, way to rock it. That's when you're grinding out there, right? I got a story for you guys, and I'll have to dig up the guy's name. uh, uh, But 
he hit me up on Twitter, like, a, oh, not Twitter, uh, Instagram a while back. And he was like, hey, I don't know you, but I think he's based out of California. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm doing, I'm fixing to do a brisket uh, and I need a little help. Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm doing or whatever. So he came, kind of gave me his little backstory of what he's cooking on, what, what he's looking at. And I'm like, okay, hey, no big deal. So I kind of gave him few little pointers and then maybe one of these maybe the next episode or we'll come up with the kind of just a basic brisket how to uh instructional type deal and when i say basic it's not basic i mean it's pretty phenomenal oh yeah i mean it's good oh yeah so i gave him kind of a rundown like hey (laughs) do this do this this is how you cook it wrap it at this point season with this i say once you season it Go back over and add more seasoning because you can't really season it too much. He's like, oh, okay. And then so he, he did it. He rocked out. I think he's a, he's a motorcycle club or whatever. He was cooking for his buddies and all that stuff like that. Dude, he came back the next week. He's like, oh, my God, dude. Killed it. Yeah. That was awesome. Everybody ran it and raved over this. He's like, thank you so much. This is freaking phenomenal. I really do appreciate that. Exactly. And that's a barbecue win. That is a barbecue win. I, I love that. that. That's yeah. You know what? If, 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 you know, how about this? Send us something, give us something you want to how to have cook. You want to cook a, a a pork butt. You want to cook a a tri-tip. You want to do the perfect steak you've ever thought about doing your whole wide world. What whatever the case may be, right? Give us something like and you know, we'll put something together like, hey, this is the temperature you want to be at. This is Tell us what you're smoking on or what you're cooking on. We're going to put it together for you. So that's, I think that's a cool little concept right there, James. I like that. So Yeah, thanks. No problem. I, I do have a recipe. Uh, this is our weekly recipe thing. I can put one out real quick. It's, um, I'm naming this thing JP's AP, right? JP's AP. JP's AP. And this is basically an all, all-purpose rub. It's my two initials. I thought I was doing a little wordplay, so y'all could have laughed earlier when I said that. Uh, but clearly, I'll work on the name. Like, you know, I tell you what, I'll put it out there. Y'all try it, and then you come up with a name for it. Call it, yeah. call it whatever you want. It's almost you know? like you're in college, like it's an AP course, or you know, yeah. just like a. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So this is a JP's AP dry brisket rub. This is what this is. So, um, and I will we'll, we'll, I'll get this over. We'll put this out. Uh, but this makes a little bit over two cups, which is plenty of of seasoning to do one brisket it's more than enough so you're gonna have extra left over but uh so yes this is a three-quarter cup of paprika one tablespoon of sugar quarter cup of kosher salt um quarter cup ground coarse ground pepper uh two tablespoons of chili powder two tablespoons of onion powder two tablespoons of ground chipotle chili pepper we get two tablespoons of ancho chili powder two and a half tablespoons of garlic powder two tablespoons of ground red pepper, and you've got one teaspoon of celery powder. And you mix this up uh, really well, and you basically take this thing and you coat your brisket down with this. Um, You may have to add, uh, if you were doing just just only this rub, you might want to add a little bit, maybe a little more salt to it, uh, or something that has salt in it. But... This is a great all-purpose rub for your brisket. This is almost like you may want to lay like a, a small layer or a dust or something on your brisket and then come back with this thing. This thing's going to be good, though. So um, it's not going to be too salty. So you would be able to add 
quite a bit of it. So it would help with that bark and everything else. But give this a whirl. I have done this thing before. It is absolutely phenomenal. So check that out. We'll, we'll post the thing. And then also post some pictures. I want to see what this food looks like. We're, we're getting out some of these recipes, but I want to, I want to see if somebody's actually using this stuff and, and going down the motion. So anyways, that's the uh, JP's AP dry brisket rub and hope you enjoy it. I like that. Good job, Jan. <laughs> I don't need your approval. <laughs> so thank you. My patronis- no. pa- patronizing. Patronizing. We should do the 90-second beer review, guys. Oh, 90-second beer beer review. Okay, I like that. Nice. What do we have for them today? Today we have the, I don't know if I can say that. How do you say this? What is this? The PKLFKR? Is that right? I think it might be short for pickle Pickle effer. effer. Oh, pickle effer. effer. I like that. I like that. So this is, um, so we've all seen the movie. This is kind of a weird bottle. I like the bottle. This is like an old school red stripe bottle, kind of, right? A Coors, Coors, Coors original. A Coors original bottle. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is a, think of, um, we've all seen the movie where, actually they had the reboot coming out, uh, coming up probably next, this year, mm-hmm. which is the, what's the, the slime, the slime guy, Slimer, the, the movie where they're, you know, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. right? So this guy on on the bottle of this damn thing, if he closes his mouth, didn't have so many damn eyes, he would look like the Slimer already, right? Pretty much. He's got three eyes there. Yeah. I mean... Very psychedelic. Very, very very super psychedelic. There's these weird... It's almost like... um, I'm horrible right now with analogies. The damn Beavis and Butthead-ish. I, this is exactly yes. where right? I was going. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, very when they be- were in the desert. Yes. 90s. Licking yes. frogs. Um, <laughs> so I'm really digging this who, a who lot. Did Beavis you know? and Butthead? Was that Matt Growing or no? Who's, who did Matt? That was uh, Simpsons. Uh, yeah, he did He did Simpsons. That's right. Who did uh, Beavis and Butthead? I forget, I forget who did that, but I, that's exactly what I was thinking with that can was them out there just psychedelic just seeing yeah, colors they're out there and, licking frogs asses well, yeah. and there was it with there was a scene in the simpsons where uh and you guys at home i don't know if you remember where they had the chili competition and then homer decides to eat this this chili that is supposedly the hottest <laughs> like chili on the planet and as soon as it touches his um as soon as it touches his tongue it just he trips out <laughs> Next thing you know, he just like he's walking and it's like a on the sun and the desert and everything is all trippy, just like what's on that bottle right there. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. This definitely brings back a funny older cartoonish okay. type deal. Tell the yeah. people who it's from. It's what's well, made in Texas. Um, it's artisan farmhouse beer from the New Bronzeville's Brewing Company. Okay, which you know, it, it's a sour pickle beer. Yeah. Pickle juice sour, right? It's what the and the, the pickle juice is a pretty accurate name of this. I mean, I wish they had. It's kind of weird to kind of read this because it's got this green and red on my glasses. I don't have those on me right now, but the sour wheat l brewed with pickle juice uh, it says here at New Bronzeville Brewing Company. We are proudly. Uh, it's kind of hard to read this this writing because it's like um, what would you call this? Some um, weird crazy font. Con- contrarian brewery. That compels us to take big risk and experiment with progressive ideas and concepts. I'm not reading the whole thing. Um, it's very difficult to read just because they're using some 
old school font that's like yeah you can't use some aerial font or some yeah uh, it's new some normal shit new, dude new times roman or whatever whatever yeah. it is but hey no yeah comic sans comic sans dude yeah. that was the best dude <laughs> yeah i all my presentations had comic sans on it dude. i want to go around the room i don't have to go first or whatever i can't go first on this one um it is definitely a sour pickle like you're like you've eaten some you drank some of the juice out of a of a jar it it's very re- resembles what that juice would be but it's got an alcohol flavor to it or alcohol in it uh, you got a little pop of alcohol so it's 3.5% alcohol yeah by volume so you get a little bit of it a little bit less than what we're normally accustomed to with your light beers like Coors Light Bud Light blah 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 but it's uh right off the bat it hits you with the pickle flavor and it's true honest god pickle flavor i mean you you taste it you're like oh tastes like I'm, I'm just sipping it right out of the bottle a little bit and then you get kind of the beer flavor after that and it's just like i mean it's it's refreshing i mean it i i would i would enjoy this uh, uh probably any day drinking this thing yeah, so it says, I'm trying to read this real quick because I think it's kind of interesting now. Um, it says, what you thought was possible or acceptable uh, that feeds our soul, pickle fucker, which is what they're trying to say, right? That's just, it's P-K-L-F-K-R. Um, it was brewed with 85% white wheat and fermented with their house mix uh, cultured and wild yeast and bacteria before fermentation with pickle juices. This beer is salty, sour, Evanescent, 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 and crosses every single line we could find. And it says, I think, do you find this kind of uh, interesting? This says, it's hand brewed, hand bottled. And it says, with dirty love by contrarian brewers. And I was like, I don't know what that even means. Like, they're just putting words together, I guess, at that point. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What? I, what do you mean? I don't know what they mean with all this. Like, what is the what, meaning what of is, your beer? What does dirty love mean? You know what I mean? Like, you, you work hard, you got dirty hands. I, I dirty hands, <laughs> clean money. I, I don't know what you're doing with your your sayings here and your contrarian thing. But um, I I will say, you know, the it tastes like a pickle juice with some alcohol in it. And frankly, I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> it's not for me. I'm not saying it's not out there for kids. If you're marketing to kids or marketing to like. <laughs> young adults right you know like kids eat you know i go to the icebox all the time i see it i call it an icebox too that, that tells you how old i am uh and, and i look in there i'm like who freaking drank all the damn pickle juice out of here because my dirty ass kids did so um so yeah that's that's what they're maybe that's what they're doing i don't know a little nostalgia there but get their pickle uh, beer and their yeah their, their vapes and yeah they just no contrarian contrary you contrary me uh I, you know what? I'm going to give this about a freaking one and a half or two. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just because you can't read the bottle. No, I'm telling you right now. I took one drink. I was like, okay, that's all I needed. It may yeah. have your name on it. Here's the deal. Was it smooth? Yes, it was. Could I drink it? Yeah, I could take a drink of it. Do I want to drink it? The answer is no. It tastes like, I don't know. You guys, I'm sorry. This is not a good one for me to judge. But, I'm, hey, guys, hope you all are handcrafting and hand brewing. Uh, and hand bottling, uh, maybe some different beers, because I'll try those, but I ain't trying this one again. Well, I'm going to go on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum, I guess you could say, because I'm an avid pickle juice drinker in my beers anyways, and I've been that way since you guys have known me. Um, I'll just show up and have a cup of pickle beer, 
in my in, you know in my cup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like the way it's put together. I, I, I think it's. I mean, the bottle's cool. If I saw that in store, I would buy it all the time. It's three point two percent. You know, it's sodium you're drinking in just to get a buzz. Yeah, much salt intake I take anyways. I don't know, man. Got it. Got to have them electrolytes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got me. My muscles were cramping until I had six pack of your pickle ale. <laughs> what's your what's your what's your what's your score on this one? Uh, for me, yeah, ten. Ten. Yep. So you drink a six pack of those at one time. Oh yeah. Damn, buddy. Okay, you go. Hey, look, guys. I just tells you one man's trash, another man's treasure. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean Alden won't. Uh, which means obviously maybe my taste buds aren't refined enough for this. But hey, good for good for them, man. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. it's a great pickle beer. It's exactly what they wanted to do. I think you know it's not it's not artificial. It's I think it, I think it tastes like a pickle. No, no, they they did hit the nail on the head. They with that. did, they, yeah, they did. did, and so I think it's good. So for what it is, I think it's I think it's perfect. I think it's a ten. Okay, nice. Right. Um, I'm probably gonna split you guys a little bit. I'll probably go like maybe about four and a half. It's a good beer. It's solid, very pickly. So any any of you pickle heads out there or, or hey picklehead picklehead motherfucker, that's Jason Terry. Yeah, <laughs> any Jason Terry's out there. <laughs> This might be right up your alley. I mean, I mean, if if we're gonna be quite honest, but I had one. I had probably I lie. I had one and a half. That's, I'm 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 good. That's probably I'm probably not gonna buy it again. Stomach hurts. You're like you're starting to get like this crazy Man. little salt flavor in your mouth. You're like, what is this salt coming from? No, not really. But I mean, I did pass it out uh, at one of the little parties that we had, and we had a couple of um, I say youngsters. We had Courtney. Courtney next door. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. Yo, she loves pickles, it. right? She goes to pickle, she loves pickles. pickle festivals and so whatever else. So if you else, love pickles, yeah. this is a number 10 on your book. That's awesome. I love pickles too as well, but it's just something I probably won't purchase again. But it's good. I mean, I still got a couple more in the fridge. It, it, they will get drank. Oh, for sure. So well, give them the brewer. New Bronzeville Brewing Company. Texas product. 3.5% alcohol by volume. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's different language. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I should feel a lot better about this one. I really wanted to get into this, but, hey, you know, you can't win them all, right? That's right. Hey, you can't like them all. That's right. Can't like them all. That's right. This is only the first one I think I've liked on the beer review. Actually, I've, I've given a lot of good reviews. A lot of sevens. Reviews, a lot of sevens. sevens. Yeah, you've been hanging out of seven. Yeah, one, yeah, two tens now. Wow. I've given two tens. And this is the end of what is this? 90 the ninety second. second. <laughs> yeah, it's a review. 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 Oh, it's so hard to listen yeah, let's to. Let's try that again. Oh, let's man. try that again. That was so no, no. That was horrible. Uh, uh, John, keep that. That was. <laughs> if you don't turn the channel by the end of that one, then. <laughs> Clearly, you're with us for the long haul. Is all I'm saying. So keep true that statement. thing in. That's a true statement. Uh, yeah. Send us all your money yeah. right now. Yeah, we're trying to hypnotize you <laughs> through through your your ears and uh, donations. Yep. Yep. That yep. reminds yep. me of uh, uh, John and Denny when, when they have birthday parties over there and they sing Happy Birthday. They'll they'll start going into Happy Birthday to you, and then somebody else will come back. Happy birthday as you're going into the next course. Yeah, but they sing so it slower. The, it's like, so as you see, like, if you were to go happy birthday, yeah. so do it. 
Happy birthday to Happy you. Birth Happy birthday to you. Yeah, no, that's how they do it. They, 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 they sing off key. Off key. It's oh, slower. No it's higher. And no, this is the adults. One's, yeah, what? It's the adults. One's up here, one's down here. They're, they're off on different words. None of them are matching. It's, they're not trying to harmonize. They're trying to make this as crazy as possible. As awkward as possible. Yeah. They do a good job at that. That's yeah. actually a fun one. Well, it's better than the... I don't like the whole chop, chop, chop thing. No, you know, no, no. We like kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, that's like what the kids do. like to do. Yeah. You know? Hey, as long as they're not like bringing out some hula hoops and some freaking like a big sombrero or whatever. I'm hey, good. When I was 18 years old, you remember that? wrong with sombrero, sucker? You remember that? What? 18 <laughs> years old. So, of course, James and I share the same. It was, I mean, we were 17. 17 <laughs> years old, birthday. Mm-hmm. They take us to, um, we go to some buddies. We go to Hooters. And then those girls, hey, back in the, Hooters is tame compared to what it used to be back in the day. They were, they're like the only restaurant in, in town. But, man, hula hoop, next thing you know, you're you're wearing a diaper or something. <laughs> they're pulling you around in a little red wagon. They're talking shit to you. Um, I mean, yeah, it was like you, you did not want to go there. You wanted to go on your birthday, but you did not want to get put through what they're about to put no, you through. No, no. I don't, don't um, want to do any of that. They, they don't do that anymore. They don't act that way anymore. It, they're very, very family oriented and hey, good for them. But dude, it was like, oh my God, this place is nuts. Yeah. I'm all for not being embarrassed yeah, me too. in a social setting to where, Hey, please stand up in front of these people. And while we sing happy birthday to you. And I'm like, no thanks. I'm good. I'm going to pass out now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I've already paid for this meal before that we've even started eating. Yeah. And I'm going to start my food down as quickly as possible. And then I'm going to be outside in my car waiting for you guys to finish. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right, guys. Ten things you didn't know were invented in Texas. Okay, nice. You guys ready for this? I'm ready for this. Do we get to guess? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. He's going to tell us. yeah. We've kind of alluded to, and we make fun. We make jokes or whatever. I mean, we're from Texas. This is a Texas barbecue podcast and all that good stuff. I mean, we make jokes. We love the United States. We love all over. But we're going to give you a fun little few facts that you might not know that was invented in Texas. Or things that were invented in Texas. That makes sense. Number one on the list. This might be the best. Okay. Silicone breast implants. You're welcome, America. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. I knew we were doing shit like that. I just didn't know exactly what it was, but God bless America. You're welcome. Houston, Texas, 1962. Two plastic surgeons developed the silicone breast implant. Well, I'm not even sure what else is left to say. I mean, I thought you were going to say Alvin Garza, but, you know, those work too. Were you developed in 1962 in Houston? I might have been starting to get developed that now. <laughs> no, you no, I wasn't. No. Yeah. Right, I thought you just meant in, in Texas in general. Number two on the list. And this is no particular order. Let me just go before I get way too far because I probably won't get into who who uh, deserves credit. This is Hayden Farum or Farm. F A R A M, and this is the cool. The, this is the coolest stuff in Texas.com. Fayram, yeah. Number two on the list, the Snickers bar developed in 
the M&M and Mars plant in Waco, Texas. Nice. You said there's no particular order? Just, no. Just, just the just, 10. Just okay. 10. We're, not, we're not ranking them in any particular this order. Is nice. 10 like, things that I Texas like both of those so far. brought you. Out of the Waco, Texas plant, they supply 75% of the world's Snicker bars. <laughs> That's great. It is great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Snicker bars are hey, good. That's my, just think know, about. And I don't like chocolates or candy bars or anything, but Snickers, if I... Go buy one anywhere. It's oh, the usually caramel, Snickers. The peanuts. The carna- the, yeah, the, the peanuts, chocolate, the caramel, the chocolate. Yeah. The yeah. little nougat uh, that they, mm-hmm. they have. In it. What's the commercials that they have? I mean, it's like they got quite a few out there. Yeah, the latest ones like, would be like uh, dude, hey, dudes acting like Elton John. or Hey, uh, Billy, eat a Snickers bar. You're acting like a uh, whatever. Right, right, right. Right. And it's like, oh, thanks, man. I need that. You know, I, I do have to say something. You know, we were talking about The Simpsons earlier, and we'll get back on track very fast. You know, we're talking about candy bars. One of my favorite commercials from The Simpsons was the, uh, where they have the Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. And one of the commercials was they had, uh, so Bart was playing baseball, Homer's in the stands, and I forget who it was, but he's like, hey, dude, hit a Homer. Boom, he hits the ball, it was a foul ball, boom, hits Homer in the head. That's the greatest commercial ever, dude. Mm. He hit a homer. He hit a homer. <laughs> it was it was the uh, Butterfingers, but all yeah, right. yeah, that's all great. Right, let's go back to it. Okay, number three on the list: the frozen margarita. I mean, I'm feeling like right now we're just shooting your freaking eye out 24 <laughs> seven. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to say to this. It's just back blind to mind, back, yeah, to back home runs right there. Yeah. It's it's like being the greatest of all time. I mean, you can stop. Yeah. What if you just dropped the mic right then? Yeah. That's it. Okay, so a gentleman by the name of Mariano Martinez, 1971 to Dallas, uh, Texas, he adapted his soft-serve ice cream machine to start making these alcoholic frozen concoctions. Because you billionaire is what he is now. Yeah. So Okay. All you guys out there to listen right now, next time you have a frozen margarita, tip your little hat to Mariano and Texas. Boom. That's right. You're welcome. You're welcome. America. Number four on the list, not to be outdone by the other guys, but this one's a little bit, uh, not really my favorite, but the ruby red grapefruit. Man, that's great. Invented by a um, Dr. Richard Heinz. Hens? H e n s z, H e n s z of Texas even... of Texas A and M. Yeah, I was gonna tell you. I was actually gonna say A and M before you could say that, and you mm-hmm. got me off with the damn name. I was like, oh, hens, hens, hens. So what do they put into it? Okay, so the, this fruit apparently had been growing like as an abnor- abnor- abnormal, abnormal, correct. And then this doctor found that, and he's I guess he's kind of like a geneticist, not gen- geneticist, but probably. Probably is along the same lines. Like so he's splicing. able to fruit splicing. He's able to find that particular strain of grapefruit. Grapefruit to where those seeds specifically grow the ruby red grapefruit, which gives you that sweet. Those are good grapefruits, big, vibrant red grapefruit. <laughs> I mean, good fabulous. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, all of the world. At that point, like I don't know how many things we're growing here, but that's pretty phenomenal number five on the list we've talked about last week chili mm-hmm. 
So we won't go too far in depth into yeah. I think all it's that. I think it's kind of controversial. I think people some people think like uh, my uncle invented chili and you know in the forties and my you know my had a restaurant and they did this and the and the whatever like every state has their little claim to whatever. Sure, but is there a year you have there, James? Well, we talked about it before, and we're talking like early nineteen hundreds. Okay, yeah, yeah. The so number six on the list. Fritos. The Frito-Lay plant, man. That's, uh, where's that, Waco? No. Yep. Yeah? 1930. Look how good I am. Fr- Frito-Lay plant, yes. That's. Hey. Yeah, this guy, Charles Doolin, um, adapted a corn chip, uh, whatever the recipe that he had, to make it the most popular chip in the world. The Frito corn chip. The Frito yeah. corn chip is. Fr- hey, the chili cheese Frito-Lays? Oh, they're solid. I will eat a shit ton of those. Yeah. So when I was in uh, back at home, just my neighbor at the time, his name was Brian Baggett, but his dad drove a Frito-Lay truck, dude. And so he would just come home, big old box truck, and just he would just give us chips, dude. It was it was the coolest thing. He's so, stealing. That's what he's doing. Probably. <laughs> but he may, or maybe give us stale-ass chips. Can you tell me what this kid's name was? What was his dad's name? Well, his name was Brian Baggett. I don't remember the name so of his Baggett. dad. So Baggett. Baggett. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. listen here. If you're from Denver City, uh, if you know a Baggett, just let you know that, hey, we're from the Frito Company, and we're coming after your ass. You, we, you owe us some freaking money. I wish I had his number right now. I'd call him, and I'd say, how many bags of chips do you give away in your lifetime? We want our money back. Yeah, it was probably just promotional bags. Probably, yeah. Probably. Like and four, they were stale. Some were four, stale. Four chips inside. Yeah. 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 I'm just but kidding. For the folks at home, just think about this. Picture this in your mind. Without Texas, there would be no Frito Pies. Oh, without chili and Fritos. That's Dude, right. You just hit it right, right there. Where's the cheese come from? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be dramatic. <laughs> I'm just... They were crying away. I'm just no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, like you don't grow up as a kid and not eat ball a Frito part ball pie part at the ballpark. Yeah, doing whatever. Yes, right out of the bag with a fork. Yep, that was okay. the best. Number seven on the list. Not to continue with the chili theme, but Chili's Bar and Grill out of Texas started in Texas. Terlingua. Why they had that Terlingua chili? Correct. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, is where you have a huge chili cook-off. Every year. Every year. And yeah. I do think we need to go enter it one year. Let's do it. Speaking of that, so, did you know, so Casey's on a different team. So, you know, I've been talking about. Doing ice cold cookers. I mean, you can talk about them. No. Slice, slice, baby. They entered a cook-off this last weekend. They got first place chili. Uh, first place, a couple other things or whatever. But their name, their team name is Slice, Slice, Baby. Nice. Okay, nice. Right. Good for them. Yeah. How badass is that name, though? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Shout out slice, to Slice, Slice Baby. Slice, That's awesome. Slice Baby. All right, number eight on the list probably doesn't need any introduction whatsoever. Mm-mm. I'm here. Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Which I think has overtaken Coca-Cola and is now the number one selling soft drink is in America. I'm pretty sure it is. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, probably beats out them Arkansas uh, or home of the Appalachian kids drinking all that Mountain Dew or whatever. Yeah, uh, which by the way, it's a really good documentary if you want to watch that. Uh, 
about the kids in the Appalachians uh, that grew up on Dr. Uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Sorry. Nin- no, actually, 19. I was about to say 1985. I was like, that's not too far ago. But 1885, a young pharmacist by the name of Charles Alderton whipped up a energizing brain tonic while working for Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas. Wade Morrison, the owner of the drugstore, named it Dr. Pepper. Mm. You have to think about it. If you go back and do a little research on some of this, all these sodas and, and tonics and stuff like that, they were created by pharmacists. Oh, I know. Yeah, they also had bad drugs in them, too. Yeah, you figure what Coca-Cola had in it. <laughs> yeah. They had cocaine in it. They had a little cocaine to the yeah. Coca-Cola. Had that coca leaf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, Just drink this, and uh, all your ailments will go to the way, go away, and then they drink it and they're like i feel like i can just run through a brick wall yeah so dr pepper so they moved their their plant uh to dublin which was the oldest dr pepper bottling company in the nation right in existing correct uh where they actually formed other dr pepper's a corporation formed other uh breweries or however you want to say that right um where they're making dr pepper all across the united states however uh the one in dublin never changed the recipe they kept it the same recipe the as it was the original, original recipe. So the, the original cane sugar, the original everything else, right? Sure. Everybody else changed their recipes to one branded, one national recipe, right? Except for Dublin. Now, since then, last probably eight years or so, maybe 10 years. I don't remember how long ago it was. I have to look this up. They actually closed that plant down. And it, it was they, they were their marketing area they were marketing in they were marketing like in a uh, let's say like a 80 an 80 mile thing or whatever it was but um yeah, like a territory the yeah. like 80 mile radius right right and it was uh, it was only deemed that way because of horse and buggy or horse carriage and so they had a contract that couldn't be messed with so that was their territory to sell in which is Really weird because you, you couldn't go just anywhere and get a normal doctor. You couldn't get that time Dr. Pepper, you know, in Dallas or, or wherever else, right? You had to be in that territory to have that type of Dr. Pepper, which ultimately didn't work out for them. But it's kind of a cool, fun fact. And the other thing is their breaks. How often, what is the breaks for Dr. Pepper? You know? No. It's called, it's called a Dr. Pepper break. Yeah, 10. 10. 2. 2. Six? No. No, 10, 2, and 4? 10, 2, and 4. Those okay. are the Dr. Pepper breaks, which, by the way, is like you go to work for a couple of hours, take a break, 10 o'clock, have a Dr. Pepper, 2 o'clock. It's like holding on a steering wheel. Dr. Pepper. But these, those, it's called a Dr. Pepper break. And then on the can, they used to actually have a clock, and the only numbers that would be on there would be a 10, 2, and a 4. So, hey, you're welcome, America. Again. Yeah. And you can still, there, there. I think there's a certain, uh, one of their bottling plants or whatever, I think they're still producing the old school dr pepper then you can still get the cane sugar but i think there's still certain areas that you can only get it in texas sure i just want to ask a question you know like especially you know you go to a facility like taco bell or something that sells not sell coke products so like i go somewhere and i order like all right so what you drink so i'm like uh coke like well we don't sell coke my immediate next one dr pepper it's never pepsi but Pepsi and Dr. Pepper are the same. Uh, Pepsi's a, a California thing, or a, yeah. But or it's a always thing. yeah. If they're always like, well, we don't sell don't Coke. Know. It's always well, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, let's be real. I mean, Pepsi they they marketed themselves pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They teamed up with Michael Jackson. They teamed up with some of these 
athletes, and, and they they did a pretty good. Yeah, but what's the you know, Britney what's, Spears and all, all these guys? MTV. What's the iconic commercial with uh, the Steelers? Steelers guy. What was the Steelers guy? Well, was Mean it, Joe. Yeah, did, Mean uh, Joe. Yeah, he did a Coke commercial. That's what I'm saying. A Coke Cola. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was iconic to me. Right? Yeah. Right, Michael with Jackson. With little kid, with the little kid. Yeah. Michael Jackson did Pepsi. Michael Jackson, he did. So, and that blew Pepsi up, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay so what else? Number nine. Number nine. On the list. The fajita. The fajita. The fajitas. Well, who made it? The carne asada. Okay, you can. The origins of the fajitas date back probably to the early 1900s in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, during the roundups uh, on the ranches, the Mexican vaqueros uh, were given throwaway cuts of butchered cattle as a part of their pay. This was actually. Uh, well, this this included skirt state, which was trash at the time. Which yeah. is it was yeah, just, for sure. Yeah, you're paying a pretty premium for that trash today in grocery for stores. Today, by the way. Yeah, so yeah. that was, uh, was cooked on an open flame and it was eaten with the tortilla, and that has since evolved throughout Me Texas too. and in throughout the United States, United probably States, the world, the world or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and that's why. It is so popular because you have so many different types of Tex-Mex or Mexican or people that that are Mexican restaurants that are that are popping up that do serve this fajita style flank steak, skirt steak, fajitas. That's why it's so expensive because there's such a huge demand for them. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this I, stuff I is, is almost it's like a more steak or more per pound than what you would pay for prime rib. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's, it's ridiculous. I think that um, that that's probably uh, super weird, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, um, for, for the for the type of meat you're getting. Right. But hey, uh, Mexico, um, the Mexicans, the Hispanics, the vaqueros. Um, hey, that's where we learned it from, right? For sure. Yeah. So hey, that's awesome. Never Way did. to go, Mexico. Margaritas and no, I'm sorry, Texas margaritas. Getting drunk and eating. Uh, Fajita, yeah. yeah, that's it. Hey, what is carne asada? Not guisada, asada. It's it's a steak, right? Asada is more of a. It's a steak. It's like a. Don't man, fuck this all, up. It's all meat for sure. <laughs> I know it is. One's a stew meat. Yeah. Guisada is more of a stew meat. The asada is more of like a steak or a. Whatever. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. Number ten on the list. We're going to get away from food. Okay. No drinks. Alvingo. No drinks. Alvingo. This is something that we probably all used at one point in our lives. Shovel. Liquid paper. Yeah. AKA oh, like whiteout? Whiteout. You just snip that stuff. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, Invented in Texas. Really? Yeah. So a uh, lady Is by that because the... we made too many mistakes? No. Well, I mean, everybody made mistakes, but somebody just invented a way to cover it up. <laughs> So this this girl named by the name of Betty Claire Graham invented liquid paper, also known as whiteout. While working as as an executive secretary at the Texas Bank in Dallas, Graham, also an artist, looks like she adapted a technique that artists use to correct mistakes um, made by um, early electronic typewriters. I don't know. All the science that goes in involved with science, 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 science. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's what everybody heard. Science, science. I don't know. That means yeah. she effed up a lot enough to where she's like, oh, I got to figure out how to fix this. 
Well, you think about back in the day, it's like it's not like you're typing on the computer and you just go backspace, backspace. Oh, I used to have to use the the, the white paper to come back in that typewriter and just re-hit the, the E I didn't want to be in there. Mm-hmm. And I had to put this paper in there, boom, hit that E again, yeah. boom, now white it out. Yeah. And then retype again. So much more difficult back in the day. Yeah. I wouldn't know because I'm only probably about. It was horrible. I was born. I, I was only. I grew up in the '80s, so I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that stuff. Right. Yeah. One interesting fact: they do note that Miss Graham uh, was the mother of Michael Neesmith. or Naismith. Naismith, like the basketball guy. Nope. Damn Member it. of the pop slash rock band the Monkees. Yeah. Which wasn't really a band. <laughs> they were a okay. TV show that was brought together to be a band, which is super awkward because they had like number one hits and they weren't even touring anywhere. Uh, which, by the way, they had, if no, you're not, they had no dates, no nothing. Yeah, but here's the deal. But if, no guitars, but if you're not getting down with the, with the actual show they did, which was phenomenal. Uh, and I never did watch it. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. I thought they were all English. I don't know. I don't know. They're, <laughs> Apparently, they're from the United States. Fuck. My whole mind is being blown right now. Okay. All right. Last on the list. This, actually, I, that, that was, was 10. Yeah. Number 11. I got a bonus. Yeah. Barney the Dinosaur. This sucker is even, he was from here. Invented in Texas. Jeez. I know. I know I could say I could read or say sing verbatim one of the other songs. I can do that one. Yeah. Well, don't do it on this show. But, um, hey, way to go. I love you. <laughs> See, you can start it off. You love me. <laughs> yeah. So creepy ass little. Yes. Hey, look at it now. You're like, oh, man, that's, that's like a pedophile thing waiting to happen for my kid. No, thank you. Turn it off. Okay. So credit where credit is due. They're going to tell Cheryl, us We got a Cheryl Leach of Dallas. She created this uh, educational character herself. Oh, for Barney? All, all the stuff she created herself and she filmed herself. To make these educational videos for her son or her kid. So they end up making these tapes and they end up, I guess, maybe going to the library and making some type of com- like so, copies of them. Some executive from, I don't know, PBS or whoever, their kid got a hold of that thing, loved it. Next thing you know, it was on PBS. And So she was in a freaking big ass purple I'm dinosaur. Freaking videotaping myself. She was now. in a big ass purple dinosaur, unless she hired somebody to be in a. Big ass purple dinosaur suit. I'm just saying, like, to, her, to hey, her own kid. I'll tell you now, I come home to my house, correct, and I videotape myself mm. in front of my kids in any type of blow up suit. <laughs> first of all, hey guys, let's let's learn a little stuff. Let's learn. I'm like kids. I'm first of all, Amy's pulling out a gun trying to shoot somebody. Yeah, that's not going to go over well. First of all, how much? Would, I mean, that's a big ass Barney costume. Yeah, yeah. what it looked like originally. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's. I know if it's not the original. Who who knows what the original one looked like? But right. It, it's what, that's the commercial one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it might have been like an actual T Rex with like freaking gnarly ass teeth and shit and no. little bitty arms and. It's a children's educational thing. I'm yeah. sure the kids probably like two or three. And then you had like Baby Bop came around, like those little the green one, and I don't know what that even is, man. Yeah. Uh, so I have, a, like, I have a little sister. Traumatized. It, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. My sister was born in 1990, so I uh, I watched a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah, no, no I, I, it's good for y'all. I I just wasn't. Not that I wanted to. No. I tell you uh, something. I did want. I went and watched the movie, um, which um, it's the Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers. Yeah. It's a great movie. That was Tom Hanks. Was he good? Was he solid? 
It's solid. I want to go watch it, actually. It's a solid, like, he is what he is. Like, I, I guess growing up as a kid, I don't think I really realized that's who he really was. And, you know, maybe he really wasn't that way. I don't know. Like, right now, Hollywood has him pictured that way. But from everything that, like, everybody he met, there's so many people that have come forward and were like, this is how he was. Like, he he was so just, hey, I'm, I'm here. I want to I wanna see what's going on with you. Um, it's a great movie. And so, yeah, I don't know. Great movie. Not sure if that's the way it really was, but I like to think it was. So, Mom took my little ones to watch Star Wars today. So, they have now seen more Star Wars movies than I have. That's don't share that, uh, John. <laughs> cut that out. We want album to be popular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's Let's get into this barbecue fail. And this is going to be the James edition. And we're going to call this the torch fail. I know you're asking yourself, how did James get himself into this position? Laziness, my friends. Laziness. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's share how this day started and how it progressed. It started like any other day. The birds were chirping. The joy of happiness was filled in the air. But that joy will soon be expelled and replaced with horror. On this particular day, we thought there was going to be a feast. That was the plan. It was going to be glorious. As I was setting up the fire, I had a brilliant idea of propping the propane torch up and letting it sit and sit there continuously light my pit. That way I can leave and I can tend to the meat and give it its proper attention of seasoning and rubbing and marinating. Time flew by what seemed like seconds, but in reality were minutes. I couldn't say for certain how long I had left the torch on the pit, but quick panic set in once I realized it had been too long. I hurry up and rush to the barbecue pit to only find that the charcoal indeed was lit. But there was a weird yellow discolorization on the charcoal. And when I went to pick up the barbecue torch, the head stayed. It had melted smooth off. Lesson of the story. Moral of the story. Don't be lazy. And don't leave a fire unattended to. This is James's 
barbecue fail. <laughs> Only in your weird, sick mind. My weird this mind. Thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, I like James, I like uh, what I'm more interested in is because I was here when this happened, right? Yeah. And uh, you're like, it's minutes. I'm like, it was like 20 minutes. Yeah, more likely. It was 20 minutes. Yeah. It was like, no, no. You drink well, the beers. You're implying. You, you hang yeah. out. You're getting stuff ready. And you're like, oh, shit. I forgot it's about the torch. But the more important thing here is what was the yellow stuff on the barbecue briquettes? I don't I, know what that I was. I have no clue. But it was, right? It was My very yellowish. it was the aluminum probably head that had melted. Yeah, so... you can't have that in there, bro. Yeah. We uh, we we uh we, we knocked that stuff off, took it we, out, relit the pit. We ate on that. Aluminium. I got aluminium on poison. Um right. so Okay. Well I appreciate you guys uh, uh tuning in and listening and, and and uh taking this car ride along with us. I mean this is the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, email us if you got any questions or you want to um, uh, just interact with this, guys. Uh, we'd love to hear the feedback. Word. Hey, we enjoyed it. Another one down. So uh, we're so happy that we're doing this. Thank you all. Love you, my dudes. Peace we'll catch out. you next time. John, we miss you. Later, yes, bud. sir. Later. Just grab them in the brisket. <laughs>